dear ones. You're listening to the What God Is Not podcast with Father Michael O'Loughlin and Mother Natalia. Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory to Him forever. How are you, Mother? I'm all right. How are you? Just all right? Yeah. Oh. That's the whole story. Do you want to share why just all right? Oh, okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, I'm I'm doing okay. I um I was having uh some spiritual struggles, but I had a one-on-one with mother yesterday, continued into today. Not like it went overnight, but we had to end and then we met again this morning. And that was super helpful. So, we meet we meet with one on we meet one-on-one with our spiritual mother at the monastery once a month. And Mother Theodora is my spiritual mother. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say this on the podcast and in front of you out loud so that next time you can you can convict me. Oh no. But I, I want you to be scandalized by this because uh. it's really, really bad. Sorry. I have not met with my spiritual director in over a year. Father Michael, that's I know. really bad. No, I, I know. That's what I mean. Like and, and it's 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 I, I don't even know why. It's just I haven't, because it's all over the phone. I know why. You just don't reach out to schedule it. Right. But it, and it, it's, it's over the phone with me, and it's just not the same. And I, I keep on wanting to, and he, but he wasn't at, he wasn't at the, uh, the past retreat, or I guess we had our clergy conference. Maybe we maybe we just didn't meet when we were in person, and then then we then he wasn't at the second one. So anyway, it's been like usually we meet in person twice a year when we're at the same clergy conference, and then we just meet over the phone if I need it. But um, that's really bad. Anyway, I know, I know. That's why that's why I'm telling you this. It just dawned on me when you were saying you're meeting with your spiritual mother. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We meet, I meet with my spiritual mother once a month, and then I meet with you um, about once a month. Sometimes a little mm-hmm. more. It's like every four weeks, so a little more than once a month. And you, you are so much better at that than I am. So I need um, to because I'm desperate and need direction, <laughs> not, not because of any other reason. So actually, that that kind of does fit into my topic. Just like just what you just said. Oh, what you just said is your because, topic desperation. No, it's it's. I think it's. Can I say one it, thing before you start your topic? Yes. Go okay. Ahead. Uh, no guarantees I can remember where I was going with this. I'll remember. <laughs> so, okay. uh, I mean, I'll remember what I said that triggered your memory. So I hope that works. It we'll usually see. does. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that often happens. For you. Anyways, so I just wanted to add on to the last episode that we recorded, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm like frustrated with you because I texted you multiple times and you never responded. And I, 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 I and responded. I was totally, you did not. I responded by rolling my eyes and going on to the next thing. Well, then you needed to communicate that because I was stressed out and do like a little rolling eyes emoji. I that then I at least would have known that you'd read it. Okay, sorry, Anyways, I totally should have done that. I know, I forget you. Do that right now. So <laughs> don't do it right now. It might make a sound or something. I don't think it will. Okay. Anyways, the the last episode, I had something that I wanted to add, which I realized after recording was a huge oversight because a okay. lot of people who listened might have been wondering this. 
And if you've listened to our other episodes where I talk about my parents, you surely know this, but in case you haven't listened to the other episodes, my parents did end up coming back to the church. Cause I just said like, we all left when I was in high school and then I talked about my own conversion, uh, okay. but also my parents came back to the church uh, probably about a year after I did. And, and they are, I mean, they're on fire now and they're both, super supportive of my vocation. They, I've shared this before on the podcast, but like they pray Byzantine mountains and Vespers every day and things like that, which is really helpful when I go on home visit and just super amazing, faithful people. So I did want to mention that in case people were wondering. Amen. Good call. Your mom would have been like, um, listen to the podcast. All (laughs) of your followers think I'm a heathen. Um, (laughs) I mean, my brother is still kind of a heathen, so sorry. <laughs> Actually, all my all my siblings are kind of heathens, so don't worry, they don't listen. Because uh, the heathens, I'm just kidding. I love them a lot. But, uh, my brother, my one of my brothers has listened to a couple episodes, but it was it was really funny. I think I might have shared this before, but when I went to visit him when he lived in Virginia, we went to the Byzantine parish near him. He went with me, and. Because uh, like when I'm in town and stuff, he'll go to church with me. And so, when we're there, a couple people come up to me after liturgy, and they're like, "Are you Sister Natalia?" This was before my life profession. And they're like, "Are you Sister Natalia from from the podcast?" And they like want to talk, and they're they're just like, "I love the podcast so much," and things like that, which is great. I I love meeting listeners, and it's totally delightful. And but my brother, <laughs> my brother is just watching this happen, and the look on his face is like who are you? People know you. And, and he's just, cause he's my brother and he grew up with me. Right. And he's just like, this is the look on his face. is just like, what is happening? And then yep. on the drive home, he's like, what was that about? And it's like, I, sorry, it happens. So anyway, so it's funny. I think it is so interesting that we have that, like that's what happened to seek when I, when I went there with Catholic stuff and it was, it was so, it was so good to like leave that on a high because I just I, I get a I get a high from just walking around with you know thousands of people in one building and uh-huh. just you know engaging with a bunch of people I've never met before that that actually that fits well with my topic as well but I, I get a very a, a big high from that and then and then it's just very very humbling to come back and to have people that just do not care yeah <laughs> you know, like my, namely my real life uh, my parishioners that they you know they do not care i know i've shared that before about my my secular friends in denver my secular friends here like they do not care about my life in the church you know and it, it's it's so it's such a challenge and a beautiful challenge for me to say i need to i just need to be a good man mm-hmm like even even in addition to being a good priest and even beyond being a good priest because my priest is not going to save my soul being a, a, a good holy man will you know mm-hmm. so and the two are tied together of course but but there there's something about having to have people that you know especially even people that I may be a distraction you know I I may be they may not want a, a secular people like a relationship with me because I'm a priest and they, mm-hmm. they just, they think that's always, that's always going to be a distraction from a true friendship for whatever reason. I know that happens. Um, so it, it is an interesting thing um, to, to have, to have a, a little like whatever percentage of our life be very, very public and the rest be more familial and private and, and trying to balance those two things. I've been doing it for years and, and, uh, but you're you're relatively new at this, but I think you're doing a great job. But it's I mean it's very it's very easy for me too because it's like 
I, the, almost all of my time is spent with the other nuns, right? Like I don't, I don't get out much. I don't, you know, I'm just always with the other nuns and like none of them listen to the podcast, no pun intended, except Olivia, of course, but she's not a nun, but she's a monastic, but, uh, (laughs) the other, like, so none of the other nuns listen to the podcast or anything like that. And so they don't, it's just, uh, it's just, it's, it's very funny because it's like 90% of my life is just, uh, is just daily life. And then, yeah. I do think though, something like having a podcast though can also be a distraction to other relationships because Mm -hmm. people, whether they can't get over it or whether we can't get over it or something like that. I mean, I remember when I was, when I got on Catholic stuff and I was the guy running the, running the social media. Uh And, and so I would find myself if I was just having a rough day, I would literally just go on social media Mm. And post something, mm-hmm. and bling, ding, 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 ding. Like all the, all these very <laughs> affirming things would come up. Like you know, I, I just I post something totally random, like the one sentence of what's going on, or like I would I would secretly film Father Nathan Goble and like post the the video of him doing something funny and stupid, and like just ding, <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Like all the all the alerts would come up, and I'm like, it was just it was such a an escape into vanity you know yeah. it really was it was like it, it made I, I was seeking out out those those surface affirmations mm-hmm. that were so easy and I was really like I it did to, to you know overemphasize this or maybe blow it out of proportion but like I was even like manipulating people for my own needs mm-hmm. like my own needs for for affirmation or attention right now and then I would I would send something out <clears throat> not because it's part of the Catholic stuff ministry but rather because I just needed you know need a little affirmation at that point so wow um, that was beautifully vulnerable Thanks for that. Oh, well, thank you. And I, and that does, and anything else on yours? Your ex, that, that, <laughs> no, that, that does because does this well. tie really well into it's your... On my mind. Uh, do you remember um, where you it, were going originally? Uh, no. I was saying um, that I was desperate for spiritual direction. Oh, okay. okay. See, so I told me, you it would work. <laughs> okay, it worked. Fine, 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 it worked. You're right. Um, oh, I love when uh, you say that I'm right. So, <laughs> so, so like you... You, you, we should, we should have a spiritual direction every month, right? Especially you and I, we, we, we are, we are, we have, um, vocations in the church and, and so much of our life, including our, our ministry is completely dependent upon God. Mm -hmm. We have very little to do with our effectiveness whatsoever. So obviously spiritual direction is there. So I think that you're a lot of our, a lot of our ministry like this is very public. And so we need to make sure that we're being constantly in check. But mine is 10 times more public than yours. So I should definitely be doing spiritual direction more often than you. Um, So I I think, I think what's happening here. Maybe I shouldn't say his name, but are you going to email your spiritual father today? um, Or text him or whatever? I will. I will call him. Okay. I don't think I text him. I always call. Okay. Do I? Oh, I. I don't know what I do. I need to see this. It's been that long. I don't even know how I communicate. I'm going to text him. you every day. Ask you. <laughs> that's kind of why I said it. I was like, I know that she'll bug me about this till it happens, <laughs> and that's obviously what I need. Um, but I think your your awareness of your need for spiritual direction is is good and normal, and and that's what holy people do. I I distract myself. And I, because of my temperament and my personality, I, I find distraction. This is kind of what ADHD is, right? I find distraction very quickly and very easily. And especially living in a city like Los Angeles and having a thing like a smartphone in my hand, um, we, it, distraction is so easy. So 
I can I can convince myself I don't need spiritual direction because of all the distractions that I'm able to put into my life. And 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 if I feel that I need something, and I just say, "Oh, on the next thing," you know, and I, I, I like I, I just fill my brain with other stimuli, um, and and so what I there, there, this is another podcast that's a that's a I think the spirits working in a convergence of experiences, and so I'll state one of them that was just very very. I'm sure you you have this you've had this mother and you will have it a lot more where someone walks up to you and says something and you feel so inadequate to answer that you just have to very quickly pray and that's why I love the Jesus prayer mm-hmm. because literally I can breathe in and breathe out <laughs> like I breathe in Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, breathe out, have mercy on me, a sinner. And I've invited Christ into the moment in a way that is very, very intentional. And it's like, I'm kind of tagging out. Mm-hmm. Like, the Lord, this is so far beyond me. I had a situation where, where a married man with children uh, walked up to me um, in the past month. And he walked up to me and said, like, at, like literally, it was, it was a normal conversation. How are you doing? How's life? Family healthy? Yes, yes, all this stuff. And then all of a sudden he just pauses. He looks me dead in the eye and goes, do you get lonely? And I was like, I could tell it wasn't a, I'm concerned for you, father. We talked about this on the podcast. About this guy saying this? Or was it off the podcast? It was, we talked about it with Mel Kite Joe. Okay. So, so, so that, this is part of the convergence. Okay, okay. So, so, so he says this and I, it wasn't, as I probably said on that podcast, it wasn't like he was concerned for me. Mm-hmm. He was, he was lonely. Right. Mm-hmm. So that, that's, that's the first thing that happened. Um, and then we, we, a couple of times, I think one was the father Mike Schmidt's Bible in a year podcast, um, where, where he said, um, and I, I remember talking about this as well, right? Um, but he, they were talking about the separations of Adam and Eve. So mm-hmm. when Adam and Eve sinned, they became separate from God because they hid from themselves because they felt shame from each other because they blamed each other from the land because that was Adam's punishment from you know Eve from her husband and Eve from her children because that was her punishment, et cetera. So there was all these separations. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't read my own writing. Um, so what I, what I, but oh, another, okay. Another thing that happened was, is someone, um, someone came up to me and was, was mentioning a, a recent conversion that they had a real metanoia, a real turning around that they had. And where it was, was saying how much they, how much they still desired so much of their old life. Mm. Like, post the post like pre-conversion life mm-hmm. and 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 what 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 struck me was that like when i what do i do when i'm feeling lonely what do i as father michael do um i get in my car and i drive to a coffee shop or i drive to a restaurant and i sit down and i engage with the person sitting next to me or I engage with the barista or i engage with the with the waiter and and then if if I have even a small conversation with them, I and I bring a book or something to write with in case I don't talk to anybody. If I have even a small conversation, I drive home happy. I'm always like, that was a success. <laughs> um, and I think that's good. 
But I also am realizing that I absolutely use that as a distraction. Mm-hmm. It's not, I, I've convinced myself that, 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 that this is community when it's not. Um, and so I don't know that it's not community, but it, it's, 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 not, not, it's not the fullness or, or right. maybe the truest or most authentic. Community I, I've, I've decided and I formed myself to be content with very surface community. Yeah. And, and, and God has given me deep community, thank God, much quicker here than I had in, in Denver. Mm-hmm. So in Los Angeles, God gave me real, real community quickly in, in the Schneers and in the Miley's and in you know um, the Marings and I, like all, all, these, all these families and then gave me Father Nathan and his family. So like he's given me strong community um, and I found a bunch of, a bunch of other friends too that 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 are our acquaintances becoming friends and those those people many of those people still are acquaintances becoming friends um but 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 i'm talking about the 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 conversation i have one time mm-hmm. and 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 I, I i've convinced myself and the devil's convinced me that this is a that this is an alleviation of loneliness mm-hmm. when it's really not it's 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 and i hate to use this image and i i i'm going to get people to yell at me but it's I don't even want to say it. Um, I know where you're it's going like when, this. Okay, yeah, and so it's, it's. I don't even want to say. It. I'm not going to say it. I don't want it's to. It's like get, I don't it's want. it's like it's like when you are. Um, it's like when you haven't eaten anything all day, so you're very hungry, and so you try to satisfy yourself with the cookie, which is right. n- and it, not and it does satisfy it, a deep hunger. Right, but and it's and gonna it's going to make you feel fulfilled for a bit. Yeah. You know, and and but I and yes, so I think. I think what this goes back to is, and I, I, I guess my topic is going to be loneliness mm. because the, another, another issue here, and again, please just jump in here, sister, and, and provide some, some momentum. But I, another thing is, is what I know I've shared before as well, so I know I've shared a lot of this stuff before, but just bring it all to one, is that in many um, formation programs for celibates, um, which is which is mostly um, in I was even my seminary experience when I got ordained a priest there were no there were no ordinations happening in the Ruthenian Church of married men mm-hmm. so so in other words it, it was still the assumption was that if if I'm in seminary if you're in seminary when I was in seminary um, especially the first two years the assumption was that you're going to be ordained as a celibate priest so so in other words that was what we were being formed for we are being formed to be celibate priests and um, and I think most formation programs from my time and I and I've heard now too um, the 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 idea is that um, God will fulfill your loneliness because you're choosing and answering a call to not have a spouse and children, God is going to answer your loneliness in other ways. And I, I think that, that that is true in a sense, but, but it's most of the time not by experience. And the reason I know this is because, as I've said before too, you ask married people, and this was a married mm-hmm. man who came up to me, you ask married people with a house full of children, are you lonely? And they will say yes. So it, it goes beyond just, okay, you celibates, feel sorry for yourselves because you don't have a spouse and kids. Mm-hmm. Or, or I've, I've even heard priests, celibate priests say this, you know, 
I can I can have a nice car or I can go out to nice restaurants. I can I can have these little rewards because of how much I've given up. Mm-hmm. And I just think that 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 is that's th- that rewarding ourselves with earthly things because how many earthly things we've given up is 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 having a reward here on earth rather than in heaven, which is which is the goal. Yeah, I was thinking about that actually the first time we just there wasn't the space for me to say it, but I was thinking of maybe because Jesus wanted it to be this episode. But when we were talking with Melkite Joe and you mentioned that man asking you if you were lonely, it made me think of often when I give a talk somewhere, which I'm doing less of now, praise God, because just it's hard as a monastic to give lots of talks. But when I give a talk somewhere and there's a Q&A, more often than not, someone asks something along those lines, right? And especially teenagers, because they're like old enough to understand loneliness, but young enough to still have the courage and the boldness to actually ask about it because a lot of adults like won't because they're just like they don't want to offend or they don't want to whatever and the so the teenagers are kind of like the prime the prime audience for that so and and they're too young to have experienced loneliness within a relationship right so they probably think that that relationship is going to be the solution to my loneliness exactly so which which so i always use that as the opportunity to speak to exactly that misconception so they you know the teenagers will ask me and sorry, I've talked about this before, but the teenagers will ask me, but aren't you lonely or why didn't you want to get married or something like that? And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm lonely sometimes. And absolutely, I wanted to get married. And that's not actually the correct question. And um, But I, I typically tell them, there are times when I am lonely, but if you ask your parents, if any of you ask your parents, if they ever experience loneliness even in their marriage, and your parents are honest with you, every one of them will say yes. <laughs> uh, because, because, the, because loneliness is part of the human condition that is, since the fall, that is a gift from God, if we see it as such, because it allows us to have an ache that's not totally filled right now. And I think that was my, when you were, when you were talking about how, uh, you know, we're, we're formed in such a way that we're taught that in celibacy, God fulfills the things that we're, that we're sacrificing. I instantly felt this like little, like, um, I don't know the right word. Like I, I, I cringed a little bit, uh, because I didn't know that you were going to follow it up with what you did, which is like, that's true to some extent, but also we're not totally fulfilled in this life at any point. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so, so some of those things, and, and I am, I am filled. That's, that's typically the, the kind of language that I'll use when I talk about this is I am very much filled in my vocation, but I'm not, fulfilled in in the sense that I will be in heaven. And because it's it's not like I'm not I'm not miserable in my vocation. The Lord gives me a lot of joy. The Lord gives me a lot of um love, a lot of, you know, all of these things. But there's there are times 
when there's a loneliness that I'm learning to less quickly try to fill with other things, which is exactly what you're describing, right? Yep, exactly. um, because it's because that's the temptation. I've even you've you've surely noticed this. I've even started to be less quick to come to you when I'm struggling because that was actually like you were one of the great escapes for me in that in the beginning. Which actually in the be, like in the beginning of my time at the monastery, I think that was kind of like this. The Lord was meeting me where I, where I was at, you know, like I needed that and I wasn't ready to detach and things like that. Um, but it's like, something's wrong. I immediately call Father Michael and and more and more it's becoming, I talk to Jesus first <laughs> mm-hmm. and then I also will reach out to Father Michael and like, and there are also moments of crisis where I'm like, I need to talk like today. Um, <laughs> but but that's just so much less frequent than it was when I was first here, right? Because I started to see uh, I was using you as a crutch and and as a, I, there's there's this discomfort. Sorry, I'm wrapping up here. Um, there's this discomfort in sitting in the loneliness, like similar similar to how we can have this discomfort sitting in silence, and so we try to fill the silence with with noise, whether it's external noise or interior like exterior interior noise. We try to fill silence with things because we're so uncomfortable, and and we have that same uncomfortability with our loneliness. Like we don't want to sit in the loneliness. We think that it immediately needs to be filled. And and I think that there's something to be said for, because I'm just thinking we do this with our hunger as well, like literal physical hunger. And we're in our society, I don't know, like we can just be really bad at fasting sometimes because we think if we're hungry that we just need to, you know, all this stuff about self-care and stuff. And it's like, we don't even let ourselves be hungry and and try to just immediately alleviate that. And so I think that there's something to be said for allowing ourselves to experience loneliness is in some sense, like a spiritual fasting. It's allowing mm-hmm. ourselves to long and to hunger for, for the Lord. In this same way, I think that, that, you can you can even use your spouse or use your children as as the distraction that I'm talking about. Now, a, mm-hmm. a spouse and children are given to alleviate the deeper loneliness. I mean, I th- that a, a spouse and like having a, a a romantic relationship and having you know usually having children come from that um, that is a basic human need. Mm-hmm. That 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 we're not expected to have lives of faith until that basic human need is met. It, it's it's like that's why Matthew twenty five, right? Hungry, thirsty, strangers, naked, ill, and in prison. Like if we're not getting enough food, we're not going to be able to live a life of faith. Mm-hmm. Like the church has a mandate from God to give people enough sustenance so that they can even think about the transcendent or the deeper things. And the same way, like having having romantic relationships is a basic human need for those that are called to that. I mean, that you not, no, for those who aren't called to supernatural, just put it that way. I, I, it's, we're created to be married. Mm-hmm. Um, for, for those of us that are called to not be married like you and I mother and, and many others, um, we, we, we are given, we're given graces to, to live that supernatural life. But, but even for those that are married, um, 
we, we can we can use our spouses, we mm-hmm. can use our children, we can use our pets to 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 fill a to to, to distract and to occupy the space where loneliness would would actually bear fruit because loneliness is like a lent it's like a great fast it's like a it's a a a self-emptying that then prepares us to be filled with christ and so the the loneliness that we feel here is filled partially by prayer by conversation with god but that's not completely fulfilling if someone tells you that 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 your prayer is gonna is going to make it so you're not lonely anymore. That's just that's as wrong as saying that your spouse is gonna make you not lonely anymore. Like there's gonna be, like you said, mother, like where we will not be content on earth. There will always be a, a, a sacrifice. And I think the reason for this is because so let me ask you this, mother. If if somebody, say a 21 year old college student came up to you and said, um, on just like to make make the elevator elevator pitch literal. Like we're we're going fifteen floors on the elevator. You have thirty seconds. What is heaven? This what do you is say? so stressful. C- complete union and intimacy with God. Amen. So so union and intimacy is the definition of heaven. So therefore, therefore, what heaven is, what heaven is, is going to be since we were created for heaven, since we were created for that, until we have that, there's always going to be a feeling of a lack of these things. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think we can say our, our greatest, our greatest struggles are going to be the things that heaven explicitly fulfills. I was talking to somebody else the other day and then they, they kind of shared that they, they, we're very, very, and you and I have talked about other people in our lives like this too, but that they, they, they felt forgotten and how, how hurtful that was to mm-hmm. feel forgotten. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I, I was like, that makes sense because we will never be forgotten in heaven. We will never be lonely in heaven. We'll never disagree with our spouses in heaven. We'll never be worried about our children losing their life or losing their faith or, you know, well, 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 these things will not happen in heaven, and therefore, the 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 things that the things that heaven is are are will always be very very hurtful here on earth when we don't have them because we are yearning for heaven. Now, again, the fathers are explicit: theosis, heaven, union with God begins here on earth. Mm-hmm. Like you, you cannot say, and the Bible says. The Bible can be misinterpreted this way, where we can live horrible lives here on earth in order to live a good life in heaven. But that is not what the church teaches. That is not the way that the church interprets those scripture passages, say like um, Lazarus and the rich man. We're not supposed to be Lazarus. We're not supposed to be suffering immensely here on earth. Mm-hmm. The whole point of that parable was that the rich man should have helped out Lazarus so right. he wasn't <laughs> suffering as much on earth. You know, So, so th- th- there is something true to say that if we suffer on earth, we can do that in a way that sacrifice that's fulfilled in heaven. But, but that's not the point. Like, like 
happiness should begin here on earth. Joy should begin here on earth because heaven begins here on earth, which heaven is union with God, theosis. So, so if theosis has to begin here on earth, the fathers are explicit about that. If theosis has to begin here on earth, therefore the joy of theosis, the joy of heaven has to begin here on earth. And so we should have that certain joy. We should have um, an alleviation of, of certain lonelinesses that so that our basic human needs are met so that we can have lives of faith. But But it will never be completely fulfilling and if it is completely fulfilling we're probably not calling our spiritual director enough if it's completely <laughs> fulfilling we're, 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 we're probably um, convincing ourselves that that very surface things are actually fulfilling when if we really took the time to, to not and another thing I, I meant to scandalize you with mother was the time I said that that I wanted to go out to a restaurant one night and I sat in my car and I said you know what I haven't prayed yet like in this evening. So I sat down, I sat in my car and I prayed and our Lord was like, you don't need to go out tonight. Like and you, 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 and I did. And I, I, <laughs> he, I, he was, he explicitly was just like, you could sit at home, you could pray, you could just get some tea, light a fire, just enjoy some quiet time with me and with yourself. And I'm like, oh Lord, that would be so beautiful, but no. You know, I, I, I'm gonna. I, I, it was that was that was sin. It really was sin. Yeah. As, as as simple as it sounds, like like I, our Lord explicitly told me in prayer. You know, you don't need to do this. I, I don't want you to. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, I hear you, but I'm okay. Thanks. You know, I, the, 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 it's just so. Anyway, the, those you're the, those, you're so humble on this episode. I mean, you're, <laughs> you're always humble, but you're just like really owning up to a lot right now. You know, you know why, sister? And this is another basic human need. Um, I, 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 I'm, I, you probably do too. We just forget that we're, this is going out to multiple thousands of people. Um, <laughs> and it's like, and I, I know that my vulnerability is not going to make, like, have you loved me any less? You know, so it's like, I, to, to overuse a term, I feel safe. I, I feel safe with all you, you 2,500 listeners an episode or whatever we're getting right now. Like, I, I feel safe among you people that it's, have it's no idea who that. you are. Is it really? Yeah. Amen. Well, thank thank you to the more than twenty five hundred so that we're getting. Um, so anyway, um, so yeah, th- so there's. I, I think I think what I, when going back to the, the whole formation thing, form, forming of celibates. I think formation, whether seminaries or elsewhere, need to stop telling men and women that they are going to be fulfilled in other ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and and one of the things that that when when someone says they're lonely or when I identify myself as lonely, I just say. This is a sacrifice. It's a cross. I'm gonna I'm gonna carry this cross, and it's it's sacrifice is not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. In that we are Christians, uh, suffering a little bit is not a bad thing. It it, it can it can be redemptive. Is turned into an act of love, love for God, love for my own soul, love love for another. Um, the the we don't need every one of our desires to be fulfilled, mm-hmm. right? This is this is why I think another reason why God called me to celibacy was because I love ministry to LGBT people, like I I love ministry to same sex attracted people, and and one of the things that the world tells them is that since you feel attracted to some of the same sex, you have to act on it. That's what the world says, and we, we still get that all the time. I mean, I, uh, I I I literally had a guy tell me, and sorry, this is a little bit PG thirteen. Um, I had I had a guy tell me in in the restaurant the other night. When he, when he, I was talking with him and these two girls, and the girl, women are always much more gentle. You know, women, women are always much more gentle. Although I'll tell you one thing, so a different person. Like these two, these two women, they're talking, they're asking, and they're 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 sounding very impressed that I that I'm a celibate priest. And then the guy just literally like gets this 
kind of vicious smile on his face and he goes, well, you, you must have prostate issues then, huh? And, and, I, and I was like, and I, 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 I literally, I said, I said, I, cause I, I have articles. I said, I can send you scientific articles that prove you do not need to have sex to be healthy. Like you don't. Mm-hmm. And, and he's like, he's like, I know I've read those. Like he, he was just, he was just causing trouble. But then I had another thing and this is just, this is when my, when my misogyny radar get, gets flashing. But I was talking to another couple a different night and, um, and the, like the guy, there's this guy and this girl and he's being very, I, I've seen this in LA. It's like this, it's this kind of arrogance where, where people, they kind of mock me to my face and like, and, and I, I get it. I mean, I, I live such a different life than most people here or anywhere, but like he was kind of mocking, but he, he was also kind of intrigued, you know, and she was the, the girl he was with was, was, was very, very affirming of me in many ways. And then I said, I do a podcast with a nun and they and they said, oh, the, who's a nun? I said, oh, her name is mother Natalia. And she's, you know, she's this, she's this, you know, beautiful woman who's discerned a lot. And, and literally the woman says who hurt her. Yeah. Like, like I could, I that, could only do this because yeah. I'm running away from some kind of thing. yes, exactly. And uh-huh. and she never said that to me. Uh huh. And I was like, if 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 the fact that your woman is saying that is the only reason I'm not getting mad right now. Uh-huh. I like if he had said that, you know, I would have, I would have, I would have pushed back. That's pretty strongly. Yeah. But anyway, I, th- I think that was just misogyny. It was, it was like, oh, here, here's, here's a man that, 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 you know, we're not going to say who hurt him, but if it's a woman, somebody must have hurt her. But anyway, um, but, but it was like, there, there's, where was I going with this? I was just trying to figure that out. Something about, th- it, was, it was the guy. It was the guy was with the, guy. the, yeah, it was the, the guy who said, don't, don't you have, anyway, it, um, Anyway, I, it, the, these are my distractions. These are what I go out and after I have these conversations. And uh, now, one thing, just a clarification. I do not say I am not going to stop doing this. I'm not going to stop going out because I really do think these conversations. I just got a text right before we started from one of the people I met out in a restaurant and she just texted me and said, please pray for me. I have COVID and I'm not doing well. I just went home from the hospital. And I'm like, I love that. I met someone out and they, now, mm-hmm. they're, now they're texting and asking for prayers. So I'm not going to stop doing that, but I, I do need to... I do need to stop using it as a crutch and as a distraction yeah. and, and have more evenings where I just sit in my room in my closet in front of my icon corner and, and embrace the loneliness, carry that cross in a way that I trust is going to be redemptive. Yeah, because there's, there's, a difference between, there's a difference between receiving receiving the gift and enjoying being in the company of people and 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 sharing your gifts because that's very much a, a gift of yours is this public ministry kind of thing. There's a difference between all of that and at, at grasping and seeking fulfillment. Like this is what every sin comes down to is we're not trusting that God is going to fill something in us and we're grasping at something else to fill it. That's what yeah. every sin is yeah. comes down to is, is a yeah. grasping. And there's, have you read the space trilogy? I can't remember. C.S. Lewis. Yes. Space a trilogy. long time ago. Uh, there's there's this fascinating. The second book is basically is is basically he's on he's on a planet that hasn't yet experienced the fall is basically what's happening. And the there's another character who comes in who's like more or less the devil about to like 
try to make the woman fall like he did in, in Eden. And there's this, there's this one part of it where I highly recommend the space trilogy, by the way, there's this one. By C.S. Lewis. By C.S. Lewis. Yeah. Thanks. And, um, this one part of the book where there's, there's this fruit that grows on these trees. That's just like this incredible, nourishing, delicious fruit. And the guy has one of them and it's so, so amazing. And he just is okay. Not having any more, like he's just content with the one because this is like before the fall basically. Uh, and then, and then there's this, this whole reflection on like, on, on how we're tempted to, to try to, to over-satisfy or to, to repeat these pleasures that are unrepeatable and things like that in order to try, try to fill gaps and fill aches and fill things like that. But what I was thinking about when you were talking about people seeking fulfillment in their spouses, that's, that's often something that I've, that I've spoken with when, when married couples, I mean, not married couples, there's like one of the couple I've had both the man or the woman, like come to me seeking counsel about their marriage. And and one of the things that I've often seen happening and that I, I very frankly point out to them is they are trying to seek fulfillment in their spouse. And what that ultimately ends up doing, and, and I don't mean like you should enjoy your marriage. You absolutely should enjoy your marriage, right? Like you should, you should seek enjoyment in your marriage. Pleasure is okay. And, and all of those things. I'm not saying you want to, like, I want you to be miserable in your marriage, but, but to think that your spouse will totally fulfill you and that you don't need anything else is crushing to both you and your spouse because the, the only one who can offer that complete fulfillment is God who is eternal and infinite. And so you're, you're seeking to fill an infinite need within yourself with someone who is finite and, and ultimately that's going to crush them and you're going to be disappointed. Um, but the, the weight of that expectation is not fair to your spouse either. And, and it ultimately comes down to like when you're talking about seeking these things in your spouse or in your children, it's, it's really an objectification of sorts. Like you're not seeing them as people, you're seeing them as objects who can give you what you need or what you desire. And the last thing I wanted to mention that I had made note of again, C.S. Lewis is, it's one of his, in Mere Christianity is another book that I would highly recommend. It's a really good book. Uh, but but C.S. Lewis in Mere Christianity talks about the proofs of the existence of God. And one of the things that he mentions as a proof of the existence of God is this ache, this loneliness that we feel. Mm-hmm. You know, he says that, if, if every other need or desire that we experience as human beings has some sort of something to fill it, then there's gotta be something that fills this need as well. That's a logical conclusion. And so we, we feel hunger and there is food, you know? We have sexual desires. There are things that fill those desires. And I'm not obviously implying that we should fill those desires outside of the right context, but there are things that exist that fill those desires. And so this other need that we have, this, this ache, this loneliness, there's gotta be something that fills that. And, and that 
is is God. Like that's why that's what you've been saying this whole time. I really like that, and I I I, I listened to the audiobook of Mere Christianity one time, and I I was driving and I didn't retain much. So, but that 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 is really beautiful. It's it's a proof of God that we are because that that's a, that's actually a deep that's a deep philosophy a, a philosophical point that anything you can imagine must somehow exist <clears throat> I like that like if, if there's a concept in our brain that then 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 it must in some form exist or our brain couldn't come up with that concept you know our our, our brain can only come up with concepts of things that that are that are have potential in other words um but it, it's it's if we have this deep longing and and, and it we we have we we cannot find this fulfillment here on earth. Then it, it but it must exist somewhere, you know. And and it's and that that is kind of the 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 beauty of the zeal of the Christian is to say, you know, I'm not going to. And that that's why so many atheistic philosophies end in suicide and despair and nothingness mm-hmm. because, you know, the, the the pretty much what they're saying is is, is some of my basic needs. Like complete fulfillment and and absolute absence of loneliness is not possible. And if there is nothing, if I search the whole world and I try everything and nothing is fulfilling, then then that is despair because I do not believe in the transcendent. No, but I don't believe in God. And so people can search their whole life. I mean, my gosh, I, I heard uh, someone told me the other day that that you know both them and their both their mom and their dad. Um, are like now on their fourth or fifth marriages, like each of them. I like just just imagine this, like going and looking over and over and again for something that's going to be fulfilling. Um, and and we we need to understand. I mean, that's one of the issues. By the way, we we have to do a podcast, um, and I we have to do this. That's why I'm going to say it out loud. But we have to do one on on John on, Christian, on, on, on Catholic dating because we we, yes. we promised we promised we would for Sophia Montessori and Pearl Hoskins. Um, so we have to do one, but but one as I'm as I'm preparing for this, I'm talking to people. They're almost they're both men and women, like both Catholic men and Catholic women that are in the dating scene are all saying that 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 the people of the opposite sex are too picky, mm-hmm. like that the, the, their expectations are too high, and 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 they they um you know they they they, they just they want the perfect person and that mm-hmm. person doesn't exist and th- that's why dating is so hard because you 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 either ask someone out and they say no or you date someone a while and then they break up because you're just not enough you know and they they say people's expectations are, are too high oh uh, we have yeah we absolutely need to do on on catholic dating i just had a couple conversations about this recently um so I do want to say I do want to say a couple of funny things. So last night we were I, I have this group of friends that are reading Subornost by Catherine Doherty, and mm. and so Subornost it's a great book. It's about and Subornost just is a Russian word meaning unity. And so it's just it's this she has she also writes Pustinia, which I know I know you've talked about before, but mm-hmm. and Pustinia and Subornost are in the same. There's like the Russian series, like six books that are all kind of written in this series, and Subornost is one of those. They have but, one um, about Fool for Christ, I think. There's all Russian words, and those are the only yeah. two I actually know. It's like, means desert. It's and like I remember the Fulfur Kreisen has a U, an R, a D, a V, <laughs> <laughs> and that's the Latin letter version of it. Of course, it's in Cyrillic originally. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but but it was funny because we're, we're a bunch of Americans, like you know, and she wrote this Americans. for Americans, but like we're a bunch of Americans reading this word, and one of my friends was like, "It sounds like a European toast." 
this was Miley. He's like, he's like, like, so he's like, we're literally gonna like tip, like Saborno, Saborno, <laughs> like as we're clinking our glasses, right? And he's like, that's what it sounds like. And then, and then at the end, um, Justin Schneer, who's also part of the group, he's like, he's like, um, okay, our, our new tradition, we're gonna say Sabornos and a chest bump. So like, we're like, Sabornos is like, we're at the end of the night all going home at like one in the morning. Sabornos like bump, we, we do this manly chest bump. <laughs> Libby was also there. We did not, <laughs> we did not <laughs> invite her into the chest bumps, but, um, but it was it was funny. I was like, man, we just it's like all these little traditions that develop. Okay, now our our cheers are are clinking a glass. We support us. Um, I was thinking the same real thing. Community too. It, it is right, and yeah. it is, and these are the small little things that make community fun and makes it real, makes it sacramental, like down to earth. But the reason I thought of this was because I thought, you know, I I literally think I'm going to tell myself like, if I know, I just need to stay home that night and just be alone. And that's God's will. And be like, all right, lonely time. Like, like hashtag lonely time. And I, I just like go, but like embrace, like make it something, make it something that I'm actually going to embrace and carry and, and feel. It's like my old tradition that people roll their eyes at this all the time. But I'm so, and I've shared this with you before, mother, I don't know if I've shared on the podcast, but like when I was in Denver, I haven't done it here yet, but when I was in Denver and in Pittsburgh in seminary too, I am, I'm so happy all the time that sometimes it's cathartic to be sad. And I have to like force myself to act like I'm sad because I'm not. So I will, I will literally, I will put on <laughs> postal service. Like there's a C. I just can't even alone to relate. I just... <laughs> I know most people can't. That's why I'm sharing this. Uh, like there's this CD called, there's this, by this band Postal Service. They've only put out one CD. You can check it out. It's, it's very like, I love it. I love it, but it's very melancholic. And I will literally, I don't even, I don't smoke cigarettes. I will put on Postal Service in my headphones and I'll walk, I would walk around downtown Denver or downtown Pittsburgh, just like smoking a cigarette, like a total tool because I, I wasn't actually inhaling it. I was just like, it was totally just for the effect of like brooding. I'm going to go brood. I'm going to go walk around downtown Denver or Pittsburgh with a cigarette in my hand, listening to postal service and just brood. And I was like, it was so cathartic for me. I was like, that was a good night. I, I literally had like force pretending like I was this kind of depressed goth kid, you know, walking around and smoking cigarettes to postal service. But anyway, it was always like some days I just felt like doing that. And then I'd go home and I'm like, all right, I'd be happy again. Stop pretending. <laughs> <laughs> That's so completely ridiculous. Yes. I so, totally understand. So much about that. <laughs> that, that, that. Now that, that was, that was a vulnerability that I actually felt kind of weird sharing. <laughs> 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 I, I'm, I'm not as like confident in that one because that does as I think about it, I'm like yeah that's weird <laughs> <laughs> have you seen that meme where it's like a priest is in the confessional and there's something like the person says something about like I wear my I wear jeans to bed or something and the priest says again Jimmy <laughs> That's not a sin, but it, it's weird. <laughs> or like, again, yeah. Jimmy, weird, but not a sin or something like that. So, oh, yeah, I've seen that, yeah. yeah. The, oh, what was I going to say? Father Michael, ache, fill, loneliness. I know. I really was going to say something that I feel like was important, but it must not have been very important. You thought it was what? Important. I see what you're doing there. <laughs> you're the worst. Uh, okay, well, it must not have been very significant if I can't think of what it was. But So lean in, dear listeners, and I'm going to make sure I just lean into your loneliness. <gasps> I know what it was. Yay. Okay, you need 
to schedule time for yourself to just be with Jesus. I know. I'm serious, Father Michael. I'm serious. Remember when, are you doing it right now? I hope you are. I, I'm looking at my schedule for today. And right now, as in one minute, I have SN chat, which I have on, which I have on repeat on my schedule. So you it still says it SN, be, not yeah. MN. I'm going to do that right now. Okay. But that's, so are we, are we chatting after this? I don't know. Maybe just for a few minutes. Okay. But we'll chat for a few minutes. And then, then and I'll, then I'll, spend I'll time with Jesus. then my next appointment's not to 145. Great. So then I can spend some time with Jesus. Good. The, I just remember, because the thing is, it, it can be so, the distractions are so real and they come so easily, especially, you know, in, in today's world, like the world just offers us distractions at any point that we want it, uh, yeah. at, at absolutely any point. And so when I was, I remember in between, like once I'd already decided to apply to the monastery, but I was living in Colorado and I knew it was going to be at least a year before I entered, I would schedule for myself a Pustinia day once a month so that I would remember, so that I would remember the monastery, like remember my monastic call in the midst of the world because it's so easy to, to forget that. And, and not an overnight thing. Like I just, in the morning, I would drive to usually South Table Mountain and just bring like my Bible and a sleeping mat or something and just go up onto the mountain for the day and then come back down that evening. But it is important for us to set aside that time because it's easy for us to, to forget what solitude is like and to, to, yeah, just try to fill those aches all the time. You know what I need to do? Shout out to Libby Reichert. She, she looked up for me because I was venting about this. She looked up for me a way on my iPhone to put a vacation responder on my texts. Oh, that's so cool. And I need to, I have not done it yet. Another thing I need to do, but like she found me a way, like I think it's a third party app or something like that where you can put a vacation responder because that is my one, most people communicate with me through text. Um, and so- And you may and, or may not respond. Do, do not say this out loud, mother. Oh my, that is horrific. Oh, that's horrific. I just showed her the number of unanswered texts that I have. We were actually um, just talking about you the other night because- <laughs> Father Michael McCandless was over and Mother Gabriella was asking him how many unread emails do you have right now? And he's like, it's actually, it's actually pretty low right now. And he was pretty proud of that. And she was like, what about, uh, anyways. And she was like, she was like, well, you should see Father Michael O'Loughlin's. Like, <laughs> she's like, he has, he has the number of unread emails, even the number of unread text messages. He, she's just was like, yeah. She's and a lot of these the are like group texts I'm in where I just, I haven't opened it because I know it's all banter. Yeah. You know, like with the companions, we used to do that, but then we moved it to, we moved it to like a, another app. WhatsApp or so something. So that we don't, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not that it's group me or something like that. But anyway, yeah. Um, so yeah. All right. Well, my prayer intentions for me. Wait, Libby. <laughs> oh, the third, the third thing. That's right. That was the third party thing. Never mind. I thought yeah. there was something so else. So that was, but what that does, so that, what that does is, is it, it just going to be an eye roll face? Yeah. <laughs> so well, that they think well, you actually responded it, to them. <laughs> um, have you have you ever done that thing? Oh, you don't have a you don't. Do you have a smartphone? You don't really have your own though, because you're no. Yeah. But they they have that thing where you where you you start to write a text and then you you look at your your top used you, your top used emojis. Look, look at mine. Well, um, I have I have I'm two not, hearts. I'm not surprised because you sent Shocked. all of those to me before. 
What's with the, why the babies? What do you what do you use the babies for? That's because I ask people if they've had their baby yet. <laughs> I literally just I send like a baby emoji with a question mark, and they're like, "No, father, we haven't had the baby yet." The next day, baby question mark. No, still pregnant. Baby question mark. That's so very I get really funny. annoying with my with my pregnant parishioners or pregnant family members. That's that's very funny. I I literally I didn't even know who was recording today because you didn't respond to my message. That's horrible. What do you mean? Like, like whose topic it was going to be? Yeah. Do you have a topic? Well, you're recording again. What? On it's Saturday. Friday. Or something like that? Friday. Saturday. You're right. It's Friday. All right. I I I get it. I I I need to be convicted to make sure I <laughs> let people know that I've read their emails, <laughs> even if they're totally ridiculous, like yours was. Um, all right. My real prayer intention. You have to give the things um, first. You're supposed to do the things. Oh my gosh. Um, okay. Um, there's this thing called Facebook. It's it's an, an online social media platform. Um, kind of a big deal. We're on there. Instagram, owned by Facebook. We're also on there. We're also on Twitter, not owned by Facebook. I'm on Twitter, Padre Michael O. Um, we have a Go Read Me. No, so what's it called? It's called... Goodreads. Goodreads. We have you a Goodreads. You just that with GoFundMe. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm putting go data on me right now. So go read me. So the a, a good reads that um, that where I think it's actually probably one of one of our more probably one of our more important ministries actually with with like sharing what we're reading. I wish I took that a little more seriously. Um, I should take it more seriously. Um, what we're reading, and then we we have our wonderful media team who's moderating it. Um, we have a nonprofit called Fotina, P H O T I N A, with a neglected website so far. We have a new website, whatgodisnot.com. We also have a Patreon, P A T R E O N forward slash whatgodisnot, or just Google whatgodisnot within Patreon, and you will find ways that you can support our nonprofit. Fotina in our work in evangelization. And actually one of the things that we put on there is that we have a ministry to the lonely. Like that's what we want not only the podcast to do, but also like in our other hospitality evangelization endeavors is to provide community for people that otherwise would not have it. And that's part of our mission. So if you want to support that through our Patreon or through Fotina, check that out. Um, are, are you bored? Am I boring you, mother? Am no, I boring sorry. you? You're playing with your pen. Um, no. Um, and then, yeah, go check us out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Leave us a leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, etc. Um, that'd be great. And if you want to reach out, you can email us at whatgodisnotpodcast at gmail dot com. Although we're getting a new email soon, we are getting we a new to, one, and anyway, we need to figure that out. Yeah. Um, yeah okay. Um, prayer intentions. Um, I am actually going to take my little joke seriously, and I'm going to ask you to pray for me. Um, just pray for me that, that I that I call my spiritual director. Pray for me that I that I. Although, don't. if you haven't called your spiritual director by the time this comes out, <laughs> that's really bad. See, this is why I tell you because you 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 can be beautiful, annoying mother, beautifully annoying, and, and I, <laughs> I, I need it sometimes um, with with your with your. Like, like if, if if I see you FaceTiming me or something like that, like I just, everything goes through my head. Like, what do I owe her? Like, do I really want to? Do I really want to answer this FaceTime if I owe her a text or if I need to do this? <laughs> and sometimes all I'll be of like, the confessions, she, all she of the just, confessions. She's today. just gonna. She's gonna assume I'm busy, so I'm not gonna. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm just totally kidding. You're I don't not think kidding. I've ever done that. I, I, I've done that with like texts from you. I've never not responded to a FaceTime of yours because <laughs> of, of those things. I'm just joking. Um, okay, pray okay, for yeah, so, you. So pray for me, for my soul and for my diligence. Your follow through. My follow through, my execution of my, my what I want to do. I'm going to be totally selfish. Pray for the salvation of my soul. And all the rest will trickle down. Okay. Mother, you're falling asleep right here. I am. I'm sorry. I didn't think of a prayer intention. This is not good. Pray for it. What date is this coming out? I have no idea. Yeah, me neither. Uh, pray for... This comes out on... 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 It doesn't matter. Please pray for... February 9th. Three... There are three couples in particular that I've been praying very intentionally to for them to conceive. Um, so I won't say their names, but please <clears throat> pray for these three couples and for all of those that you know who are struggling with fertility problems. So. Amen. That was a very okay. selfless prayer request. I appreciate that after my very selfish prayer request. <laughs> it's not actually selfish to ask people to pray for you because as you become holier, it's better for all of us. I agree. Thank you for that. Uh, Father, can you please give us a blessing? I will bless you all and keep you, cause his face to shine upon you, have mercy on you. May you reflect upon our Lord's cross, his eloquent, diligent, fortuitous carrying of it, and may you desire to also carry your own crosses, whether that's loneliness or any other crosses you may have. Um, may you understand that always be aware of his companionship in carrying your cross. There is one cross. He's already carried it and he carries it along with you. May, may you get better and better through practice and virtue and habit of leaning into the loneliness that can be so helpful as a as a yearning um, for heaven, as a yearning for even heaven on earth, a, a yearning for God, who um, is the the only and true and complete uh, alleviation of that loneliness that is so prevalent in all of our lives. May our Lord also allow you to call to mind those in your life who are lonely as well. May you be aware of that and not be distracted by your own loneliness, that you don't see that in others. May our Lord guide you to fulfill that loneliness in small ways and to direct people ultimately to God who is their ultimate fulfillment. May you have everything you need, receive everything you need from God, even the salvation of your soul. May the Lord bless you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks. Love you, Father. Love you, listeners. Praying for you guys. Love you too, Mother. Bye, all.